Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome on the Culture News. My name is David Sobiroy, and I have the pleasure today on iHeartRadio to welcome one of the most unique artists. This is very easy. I'm a huge fan of him. I love his voice, his temperament, but also his courage. This is, he's the true definition of a courageous artist. Everybody has understood who he was from the very, very first second he opened his mouth on the very popular TV show in, uh, in America. But guess what? He continued and persevered and have this wonderful career. And I had the pleasure to actually collaborate with him on one album. Guess what? He's with us over the phone. You know who I'm talking because he took the opera singing, the crossover singing, the classical singing, and he mixed it with so many different genres. And he has created his own brand, his own voice. I love that. I love when people, when you hear them and within two bars, you know who they are. You could do that with Sinatra. You could do that with Barry White. You cannot do this these days anymore. But with this singer, you definitely can. His name, ladies and gentlemen, is Andrew DeLeon. And I have him live over the phone from Texas. We say hello to all our friends in Texas. Right now over the phone, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the super talented Mr. Andrew DeLeon. Andrew, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us uh, today. I know we're catching you early in the morning. Uh, this is exactly oh, what <laughs> what a singer loves, you know. But um, uh, we really, really love what you do. And we really love your music. So congratulations for all the great things you have achieved. So the first question I would love to do, and, and this is what I love to ask, is how would you describe yourself? Who are you? Um, honestly, I, I don't think of it that deeply. I, I think the music um, kind of creates this persona that uh, is almost like an enigma, you know. Um, but the truth is I'm, I'm somewhat of an introvert, um, kind of a hermit, you know. But I vary to myself. Uh, I just, uh, it, it's weird that I am that way because I really, really do love entertaining people. I do love singing for people. But uh, aside from that, I'm I'm a pretty quiet, tame person, very simple. I know most people probably think I sleep in a coffin, uh, <laughs> but I don't. Um, I'm just a guy that likes, I, I, I you know, I, I, like, uh, I like pizza, I like horror movies, and I love music, all styles of music. And um, uh, yeah, I, I think that's about it. I'm pretty simple, you know. And we love that. And uh, you, you're simple, but my God, your voice is really, really something else. So I heard you sing from opera to jazz recently crossover, and also to uh, I would say metal, golf, uh, I would say rock music. Um, who are your influences? Because I know you've been influences influenced by Placid Domingo, South Brightman, but also by other, I would say, uh, non-operatic singers. Can you tell us how these two words have existed uh, in, your, in your heart, both the classical but also 
anything but classical because you would think that heavy metal or anything like that is kind of the opposite of opera, but actually it's not that much because it's also very theatrical. Um, tell us about the, 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 the styles that have, the genres that have influenced you, uh, but also how these two words of opera and, and ghost and, and uh, heavy metal uh, have in common? Well, I mean, yes, uh, many people will assume that opera and classical music is far different from heavy metal. But like you said, it's really not that far off. In fact, heavy metal wouldn't be what it was without uh, the arrangements, the orchestration of classical music. And on top of that, even the subject matter, it's pretty dark stuff in opera. You know, there's there's betrayal, there's murder, there's, uh, you know, mutilation and, and, and even beheadings, you know. And, uh, you know, that's pretty metal, if you think about it. <laughs> uh, you know, that's and, right. And of course yeah, and, and uh, I love that. I love the dramatics. I love, uh, you know, the goths were... Um, originally influenced by punk music, but, you know, like you know, rock music wouldn't be what it was without it as well. And uh, it, it, it all lives in the same world. It's just not aware of it, you know. And I'm one of those people that's fully aware of it, of how everything is influenced by something else. You know, look at um, Lady Gaga's Chromatica album has intermissions of orchestra. And... Uh, it made the album, although a pop album, it made it very theatrical. And I I think stuff like that really proves that these worlds can live together, and I've always been very interested in that. And I love the idea of combining opera with rock or metal or pop or, or even rap, you know. Um, I think I think they all influence each other, and I, I can't be the only one that sees it, you know. Uh, so when I combine music like that uh, in my own music, and people seem to um, to gravitate towards that, uh, I think there's something there. I think there's something that uh, about classical music that people would originally find it boring, and now there's a way for people to find it exciting. Now I find pure classical music not boring. I find it absolutely beautiful, but uh, you know I, I don't only listen to classical music, so I have to find a way for for me to combine those worlds. And uh, I think I did a pretty good job of it. I mean, I'm never going to stop. And you indeed did a fantastic job uh, of it. And I must say, you know, I've never seen it that way. You know, I've been doing opera for like almost 20 years, but I've never seen it that way. But that's true. It is very uh, rock and roll. It's very close to um, heavy metal. And what you said, the betrayal and all of it is murder and all of it is it's pretty much uh, close to, to what you said. So I thank you for uh, opening, you know, my eyes uh, that way. So fast-forwarding to um, a lot of the great things you have accomplished uh, recently. So you've done some albums where you, you, you had, you went to these, uh, I would say, experimental slash uh, uh, crossover slash very theatrical, because you also sang the classical piece with your uh, uh, male soprano voice. How would you call it, by the way? Would you say your male soprano voice? Would you say you, you are a counter-tenor? Uh, how would you qualify your, your voice? Yeah, I would consider it a counter-tenor voice, but uh, I know male soprano is also what people would consider it. 
Um, I always refer to it as a countertenor, though. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, and I, I really believe that your voice is so, uh, versatile. Like, you can sing anything, you know. Uh, I'm pretty sure the day I have a child, you can record, uh, record, sorry, uh, a lullaby and, uh, everybody will enjoy it, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You, you, you can sing all the stuff. Is there a genre that you did not yet experiment that you would love to also Put your hands into it. Um, I don't think so. So far, I'm not sure. I, uh, you know, I explored the world of pop um, in one of my earlier albums, um, but it was very limited as as uh, the time was different. You know, and right now everything is done electronically, which is great. Um. I guess that's that's one that I might revisit at some point down the road. But um I think I've I've probably well, you know what, I haven't done like R and B. Uh, that would be great. I love R and B wow. music, you know. Especially of the nineties. Um, you know, when I say I love all styles of music, I mean I love it all, you know. Um, yeah, I think, well, you, I think that you, would probably be the only one. No, but you, you you are, as I said, you know, very, very versatile. And uh, um, in in your recent album, which I know a lot of, <laughs> um, uh, the wonderful album that you have uh, done called Stranger in Paradise, which I had the the, the pleasure to uh, to to produce and to watch you literally bring your high quality voice into these. Uh, these songs and really take these standards to really another level. And all the people uh, who have listened to it, they all wrote, wow, this is, Andrew is really such a unique singer because um, you're always at the place where we wouldn't expect you and you always surprise your audience in the right way, in the good way. Uh, in, in the first single, we did the uh, reason, the earth, wind and fire, you know, you, you really embodied that whole culture, that whole genre with your voice and with so much sensitivity, with so much um, you know, love and passion and, and beauty and sexiness almost. And how you work on these harmonies is um, truly, truly amazing. So I'm a little bit biased because, you know, I did, I did that album. So I'm very, very proud of it, you know, because you... Uh, you 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 were on it, but can you tell us um, a little bit about your experience singing uh, these uh, standards? Yeah, I mean, you know, when once we came together and selected which songs would be great. I mean, you have people from Streisand, you know, it's it, these are huge songs, and there was never a point where I felt I couldn't do it. Um, it was more so how can I do it in a way that still is uh it still does justice to to this to the music, but it's um, a little twist of of my own to make it just uh, you know uh a little different you know and for starters reasons was one that i as soon as I heard it, I thought, you know wow how does how how do you sing something like this and really really make it work on a 
classical level, but I, you know, when you stop overthinking, it came out really, really good. And I remember singing it over and over and over, rehearsing it before we got to recording. And um, it was one of the first times that I actually was just having a good time singing by myself, you know. And uh, you can hear the influences of, of rock and roll music too, kind of, if you listen to um, uh, My Funny Valentine, even, you know, the higher notes are, are very, like, 80s ballad kind of uh, vocals. And I thought that that would be something really cool. I remember when I first tried it, I thought, I don't know if it'll work, but let's just try it. And we tried it, and you were mind-blown, you know. So I thought, okay, we did something good there. <laughs> and we held on to that. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, these, these standards... It was really, really fun to try something different. And it really wasn't, I mean, not to not to toot my own horn, it really wasn't hard for me to uh, to uh, execute that. You know, already being a fan of jazz, I mean, yeah. the whole time I was in New York, was already listening to, to Tony Bennett and, and what have you. So uh, I, I see it almost as like method performance where I... I fully embody whatever genre it is that I'm going after. I submerge myself in that culture and in that world as long as I can so that when I go and perform or record, um, I'm mentally already there. So I was, you know, watching Streisand. I was watching Sinatra. I was watching Tony Bennett. Not to emulate anything that they were doing, but to, to really allow my, my, my mind to, to uh, reflect what kind of music that was. And indeed, you, you did a fantastic job. And that's actually something you said that is very interesting. You said, I, I stopped thinking about it. I didn't overthink. Um, that, is, that is actually, I think, the key of your, of your secret, <laughs> you know, is because you perform very uh, genuinely, very real to the song, and you open your heart. And, and th this is really your voice comes really from the heart you have uh, a beautiful soul and uh, and all the people to whom i i made listen the the recordings they they all say oh he sounds like he's really a nice guy you know <laughs> and i say yeah he is <laughs> but what i want to say is that we can really feel your soul um into it um that that was really something uh beautiful and again uh, i'm very very grateful that you have done these, uh, this album, Stranger in Paradise, is available uh, on all platforms. And also, please note, you have uh, also a special version of O Mio Babino Caro, uh, La Chocchia Pianga, et cetera, et cetera, uh, people uh, from the musical uh, Funny Girl, but also a lot of great other uh, surprises. So I know you are someone who always bounces back, like you're always going to a next project because that's who you are. You are someone who loves to create and do new projects. Um, what are your your next project? Anything exciting you're working on? Any performances coming up in in uh, in Austin, Texas, uh, or perhaps are you also uh, because in New York everybody is jealous that you're performing in Texas and not in New York. So are you? Are you planning somehow some stuff uh, sometime? <laughs> I mean, you know, with with I mean, understandably with COVID restrictions, it's it's 
it's a lot more difficult these days to, to prepare for things like that. So uh, at the moment, no, I don't have any performances yet. Yet. Um, I'm sure there will be some. Um, I, you know, if, if in New York City, that would be fantastic. You know, when I was there, it was, it was a wonderful time, you know. Uh, I was limited to what I could do, but it would still, you know, take advantage of being in New York City. Um, uh, as for future projects, I'm not sure yet where I'm going. Uh, you know, once you do jazz, it's like, where do you go from, you know, do I do country? <laughs> like, oh, you know, you know, you might be actually extremely good in it. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm from Texas, you know. So, uh, ah. <laughs> I mean, although we're under fire right now, but that's a totally, totally different story. Um, you know, it, it, it's I'm in a really good place right now. Um, you know, with this record being out, and, and hopefully people enjoying it and, and listening to it and, you know, maybe even for the holidays that would be great. Um, I think it's a great album for, uh, like, coffee shops. Wouldn't that be great? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally feel it. But though in New York there is a, a colder winter than in Texas, you know, so uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of uh, streams will come from New York because it's dead freezing in the in the winter. Uh, but right. Definitely, it's it's uh, uh, a lot of people who are listening to the show are part of the industry, and uh, uh, some of them have venues and produce. And I want to say that having Andrew Leon singing right near you is a unique experience. The the voice that comes out, the colors that come out, th there is not a single microphone who can reproduce what he does. If you love it on the rec on the record, imagine a thousand times better on stage because he's a whole act. And the fans, boy, you know how many people love you? You know how many messages I receive? Uh, people told me, oh my God, we I, we love Andrew, we love Andrew. I, I think you have more, more fans than uh, Michael Jackson, maybe, you know? <laughs> it's uh, oh people <laughs> really, really uh, uh, support uh, Andrew and love his music. And uh, this is the kind of people um, that you really want to work with. Uh, I said it from the bottom of my heart. Any venues in the U.S. or outside the U.S., um, it would be amazing to schedule a wonderful show with Andrew because he is, the, to me, one of the greatest singers I have. And I'm a singer myself, so, you know, he is one of the greatest singers I have ever heard in my life, you know. Uh, he is absolutely phenomenal, and his harmonies and all of that is just gorgeous. So feel free, really, to uh, contact Mr. Andrew DeLeon, or you can uh, reach out to us, and we'll put you in touch. Uh, Andrew is absolutely wonderful, wonderful. So um, we are going to play now a couple of your uh, wonderful new uh, tracks. We're going to start with Reasons. Um, uh, which one would you like to play? You tell us. The Reasons is a good one. I, I mean, it's my favorite, actually, off of that record. Okay, you, you can choose two more, because I'm going to play three. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lashia is, is, a, is a really beautiful one as well. Yeah. Um, surprise me with the next one. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think I will go with a stranger in paradise also because that's okay. the name. And, and that's who you are. You know, you, you, you are really, you make uh, life a paradise with your beautiful uh, artistic qualities and uh, you bringing something that we've never heard, you know, and, and I want to give really a big shout out to you because it is a commitment uh, to be singular. You know, it is it is a sacrifice to be singular because, you know, you could do something else and be like everyone else. But you, you took the commitment to be yourself. And that I really, really admire that in you on top of all the other things. So um, we can only wish you a lot, a lot, a lot of success and many blessings for you and uh, your family. What uh, do you have planned so far for the rest of the week before we say goodbye to each other? Uh, play with my son, uh, teach him more music, because I think I think this one's going to be a singer. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, t- tell him uh, I would love to sign him. <laughs> absolutely. If, if I can afford. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Well, this sounds like a, a beautiful program. And again, my uh, uh, very grateful to you for um, being on the show today and for uh, enchanting us with your beautiful vocals. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is David Sabira. I had the pleasure today on iHeartRadio and many other platforms on the Culture News to have the supra-talented Andrew DeLeon. Andrew DeLeon. So a lot of people sometimes ask me the, to, to spell out uh, the the name so Andrew as you know there is a D E and Leon it's L E O N Andrew de Leon um, you can follow him on Spotify purchases music he is absolutely amazing uh, as you can hear right now we are playing three tracks of his new album A Stranger in Paradise it's a beautiful day and have a lovely week.
I saw you 